I'm going to tell you a little bit about the whole concept of Me Too. For those of you who are not familiar with the history or you're not really sure what it means, what it entails, all that good stuff. I'm going to tell you that. I'll kind of tell you my views too. So anyway, Me Too started, I would say, a couple of years back with Harvey Weinstein being exposed or rather more publicly exposed as a massive industry creeper. Basically, we've heard of the casting couch, and if you haven't, let me tell you, it's a scuzzy practice. But basically the whole, oh, well, you can get a part in my film if you sleep with me. Now, apparently a lot of women have decided to go ahead and trade their sex appeal and so forth and basically screw their way into getting parts, whereas some women have some integrity and said, no, I'm not going to do that, so therefore they get blacklisted, screwed out of opportunities, so on and so forth. A few people, I think Mara Sorvino was one, there were a few people who said, you know what, I turned this guy down and they screwed me. And Harvey Weinstein is certainly not the only guy to do that. There have been others, but he's kind of the more well-known example of the Me Too cause. Now, me personally, being a woman, I have some opinions on this topic. And one of the things I would say is I definitely feel like Me Too has kind of gone too far. I think the original purpose of, yes, let's call out sexual harassment in the entertainment industry and squash that and kind of make that an issue in other industries, I think the original cause was a good thing, but I don't think that ignoring due process is a good thing. I don't think that infantilizing women and making them into helpless little children is a good thing. Now, why do I say this? Well, for one thing, cancel culture has kind of worked in concert with the Me Too movement to decide, oh, let's cancel anybody who makes in, you know, who does something that we don't like based on any accusation, any kind of story, no matter how much validity it has, no matter how credible the speaker, none of that matters. Or even if the person pursued it before and it was dismissed or it turned out the relationship was consensual, no. We're just going to go ahead and kind of run full steam ahead and cancel people and do all this stuff and basically try to ruin their lives, right? So one example that I think of Me Too going way too far was Grace, quote unquote, doing this interview, I believe it was with Babe Magazine, talking about Aziz Ansari. And I feel like that incident was definitely a turning point of, yeah, this is where Me Too has gone way too far. And it's basically, in my opinion... It's kind of a conspiracy to hold women down, but more on that in a bit. So anyhow, this Grace person talks about how she apparently approached Aziz Ansari at an event. He asked her out. They went on a date. She goes back to his place. She takes off her clothes. He takes off his clothes. He decides to be intimate with her, and apparently she's uncomfortable but doesn't bother to vocalize this. Now, apparently Aziz did not have a gun to her head. He never said, if you don't submit to me, then I'm going to have you fired. She didn't work for him. None of her friends or family worked for him. She didn't say, well, your friend or your family member is getting fired from working for me if you don't submit. He didn't drug her. He didn't force her. He didn't rip her clothes off. Didn't take her cell phone away. Didn't do anything that would make anyone realize, okay, this is a coercion situation. She apparently merely thought this, but didn't bother to say anything. And apparently didn't bother to simply put her clothes back on, move her hand away, what have you. And apparently somehow, you know, gets away from him unscathed. And the next day, she tells him about, oh, I was uncomfortable in all this. And he apologizes. But then she decides, oh, let's go and smear this guy anonymously. Yeah, keep in mind, anonymous. 
So she's never gone to file a police report. She's never made a complaint. She didn't go to the Department of Human Resources or even try to do something to go have an official record to go do something about this guy who apparently violated her so much. She didn't apparently tell him, oh, I have prior trauma, didn't give anybody the heads up. She apparently expected him to be a mind reader. So I feel like this is an example of a story where we are diminishing women. Okay, you know, as a grown woman, as an adult, yeah, I have a voice, I have thoughts in my head. I know how to vocalize if I'm uncomfortable. I know how to get my phone and call a friend or call a taxi or put my clothes back on or merely shove someone's hand away or say, no, don't do that. And, you know, there's basic precautions that we were taught, especially in the 90s and in the 2000s of, you know what, you don't take a drink that somebody hands you. You make sure that you get it straight from the bartender. You don't leave a drink unattended. You could also get these coasters or you could get little things. I think there's like drops or something you can get to determine if your drink has been drugged or not, where it would change color. I don't know too many details of that. But there's little things you could do basically in order to make sure that you are not going to be drugged. There's safety tips. You know, there's don't go to a guy's apartment if you're not sure that you're feeling him and you want to be doing intimate stuff. Because basically that's code for, I want you to take your clothes off and I want to do intimate things to you, right? That's how most of us in the grown-up world know that. It's don't get blackout drunk when you're going out in public with people you don't know. That also should be a basic common sense factor of life. But the problem is there are people who will claim that basic human being common sense is victim blaming, quote unquote. And apparently the entire world needs to assume that you are somebody who formerly, who formerly suffered trauma and are about 10 years old and don't know how to take care of yourself. And it's like, guys, this is not how the adult world works. If you are that helpless and you literally are living in some of these places and you're doing this stuff, I'm like, why the hell are you in New York City? Why are you holding down a job? Why are you living by yourself? You need to be living with your parents. In fact, you may not even be fit to be walking the streets if you are that fragile emotionally. If you don't know better than to go and get, you know, to go into a bar and get drunk somewhere, to not do that and get blackout drunk, maybe you should not be doing that. Maybe you should not be out in society. You should not be out in the workforce if you don't know how to handle yourself. If you can't fend off somebody who has gotten fresh, if you can't basically take care of yourself, it's like, what are you doing out here? How are you going to work? How are you functioning from day to day? This is the stuff I'm asking myself. And I lived in a major city. Yeah, I've lived in two major cities. In fact, when I was an undergrad, I was going to school in Atlanta. But yeah, knew how to take care of myself. Carried mace. Knew that, yes, there are spots that somebody doesn't have a right to touch you at, and maybe you don't go off with a total stranger somewhere if you're not prepared to deal with the possibility that they might get fresh with you or do something you're not comfortable with. I also have the common sense of, yeah, if you're not comfortable with something, you need to speak up. Because people are not mind readers. They are not required to be mind readers. Lawyers are not required to be mind readers. If you don't tell them things, they can't help you on a case. So to me, if I was a jury member and I heard about some of these cases, it's like, yeah, I don't think I would get the guy for rape if he wasn't told, hey, you need to stop doing that, or you didn't scream, you didn't put your clothes back on, he didn't drug you, he didn't threaten you, he didn't put a weapon on you. Yeah, that's going to make your case very weak. And let's not forget, there are people who like to equate regret 
with rape. And that also does a massive disservice to the whole Me Too movement. Because when you're equating regret with rape, then you're getting a lot of guys' lives ruined for no good reason. Let's consider the case of this woman in Long Island who decided to finger two male athletes at a university as having raped her, but she decided to have a three-way with them. And by the way, those men were African-American black men. So apparently she decided to take one black man's academic, yeah, took one black man's, actually his athletic scholarship away from him, ruined his academic prospects. The other one apparently had to drop out of school as well, basically because he was tarnished as a rapist. He didn't have an athletic scholarship, but apparently he was still paying school loans that he, for an education he could no longer get. So somewhere in the midst of this whole Me Too movement, this case became revealed that this woman had lied. And apparently she'd had consensual sex with these men, but didn't want to tell her boyfriend that. And decided, oh, I'm going to hide it from my boyfriend, and now I'm going to go finger these two innocent men as rapists. So yet, I didn't hear a single word from Me Too about these men. And some of these people being, of course, the same people who say that they are in support of minority rights didn't say a word about these black men having their futures ruined thanks to this little snarky bitch. And frankly, she was a snarky bitch because apparently she also smirked in the courtroom when revealed to have lied about the whole thing. And I am so glad that this court, I believe it was in Long Island, decided to give her a sentence for doing this. I'm like, I think false accusers deserve the exact same time that we would give somebody if they had actually raped you. Because false accusers do not help rape victims. They, in fact, make it worse. They make it even harder for the next woman who actually was raped to be believed. They do a, they do a massive disservice to women. They are killing us. You know, they are discrediting us. They are making us look like helpless little girls. That we are incapable of speaking up for ourselves, for doing anything. And this is why the Me Too movement has a lot of problems and why we should not be holding up people like Grace and smearing people like Aziz Ansari when, how would he have known anything? Why is he expected to be a mind reader, hmm? Why is that? And why are we expecting, you know, and why are we expecting and we're excusing women for having no, sen no common sense, no basic self-control? for not using their adult words and their adult voices. Why do we think that's okay? I also read about, in light of the whole Me Too movement, this was some time back, but I read about how a lot of companies did not want to work with women and they don't want to hire them and they can't do mentoring programs with them, especially in industries where a lot of the leadership is men because they didn't want to be falsely accused, you know, have accusations brought on them. And it's like, yeah, you're damaging women right there. How do you expect women to be competent and capable of doing things? One, the example I saw this with was in the finance world. But how do you expect women to advance and get opportunities there if you're basically saying, oh, no, we're a bunch of helpless little girls and we can't be in a room with our male boss and have a business discussion because our male boss is apparently just so sex crazed and, and a horn dog who's just going to leap on us if we're in the same room, even if we say no, that we can't use our adult voices, we can't do that stuff. That's what I'm hearing over here. And how do you expect anybody to advance in that world? I'm like, honestly, I feel like that's kind of a whole, I felt like it was a guise and I still feel like it's kind of a backdoor effort to impose Sharia law in this country because you basically, when you start taking that premise to its logical conclusion, 
you're saying, okay, women are incapable of drinking and holding their liquor and being responsible, so let's ban women from drinking. Let's ban them from bars. They can't handle alcohol. You know, women can't advocate for themselves in the workplace. They can't get mentorship. They can't do this stuff because they're just going to accuse their male bosses of doing things. So let's ban women from the workplace, okay? Women can't go work in any job where there's any kind of, you know, where there's no female presence and there's nobody to mentor them. So, okay, all these fields that were male dominated or they're known for having a lot of men, you women can't be here anymore. Or, you know, women are not capable of living on their own. They can't take care of themselves because they'll let, you know, some guy will attack them and they're in the room by themselves. So we've got to get rid of any kind of single housing for women. And we've got to have chaperones because we can't trust women on dates. We can't trust men to keep it in their pants or respect limits or behave themselves. And women can't actually speak for themselves like grown-ups. So let's have chaperones again. So you know what that sounds like when you start thinking about this? No alcohol for women, chaperones on dates, no living in a single apartment, no having jobs. Do you know what that sounds like? That sounds like Muslim society. It also sounds like Victorian society as well, but this is regression. That's what we call it. So it's like, do you really want to regress to where women can't vote? Women have no capability of doing anything because they're quote unquote helpless. Do you want that world? I don't. I feel like we're better off teaching women to empower themselves, to learn self-defense techniques, learn basic common sense, and not put themselves in situations where they can't handle it. Instead of holding everybody to the standard of little girls, I think we need to hold people to the standards of adults. And we need to teach women how to protect themselves. We need to teach them these basic tools and sort of show them why, okay, we need to be using our adult voices. And we need to not put ourselves in situations where it's going to be a problem. And sort of understanding the why we had those limits when we were kids, and ideally you had that as a child, of why we don't let teenagers drink alcohol and go to alcohol-infused parties. This is why we don't get into cars with total strangers, why we don't do certain things, you know? And I'm not saying, oh, we've got to dress like Puritans or anything like that, but I'm saying, yeah, maybe you don't need to get blackout drunk somewhere. Maybe you don't need to be going off to somebody's hotel room in the evening. Maybe you don't need to do some of that stuff. And maybe you need to be taking responsibility for your actions. Maybe you don't need to label, oh, I regretted doing that intimate act with that guy last night and not calling it rape when you're the one who consented in the moment. Maybe we need to be a little respectful of that. hmm? That's my thought. But basically, I'd rather not see women be degraded to being little girls. And if you feel the same way, you know, I'd like to hear more people speak up about that. I'd like to kind of hear what some of these Me Too people have to say about that. I've never seen a single one say, you know, go see a therapist. Go talk to a rape counselor. Go get therapy for yourself and kind of learn these coping, you know, learn how to process this trauma and survive this. Don't expect everybody else to accommodate that. And maybe you don't need to be out in dating scenes and you don't need to be doing certain things if these things are going to trigger that stuff. It's not a good place for you. I also was not happy when I saw the whole thing with Brett Canavaugh and this whole believe all women business because I heard that story and I thought, okay, what next? Are we going to get some girl who alleges that some justice snapped her bra when she was in junior high? It felt like that. And I had a near rape situation happen to me and it was 
it wasn't entirely similar because I wasn't blackout drunk. There was a guy who was blackout drunk, tried to approach me. And, you know, I got this guy off me and I sure as hell didn't go file a police report. And I certainly didn't allege that he raped me when he didn't even leave physical injury on me. He backed off when I told him to. And, you know, no harm, no foul. I'm an adult. I know how to do that stuff. It's like I can handle myself. I'm not some 16-year-old. I'm not some 2-year-old. I also know people who actually have been violated as children, who literally had to deal with that from family members. And people like the graces of the world are not doing them any favors. They are not making it better for them. They are making the world worse. And that kind of thing really, really ticks me off, this whole thing. Because basically, as far as I'm concerned, people like that just diminish women. They diminish real situations of sexual assault and rape. They diminish real problems of sexual harassment in the workplace. I mean, that's no better than somebody who says, who equates good morning with sexual harassment or nice dress with somebody telling you nice boobs or nice butt. That's sexual harassment right there. Nice boobs, nice butt. But I don't think telling somebody, oh, that dress, you look pretty in that dress today, or good morning, that's not sexual harassment. If you think it is, it's like, yes, it's time for you to be out of that workplace. I think it is time you ended up in a mental institution and stayed away from the rest of society. Because you could go to the South, frankly, and you would just have a coronary. You'd probably drop dead. Because dear, honey, sweetie, that stuff permeates in the South. And people are certainly not doing it as a sexual come on or an attempt. Might happen, oh, I don't know, maybe once or twice or something, but it's not on a regular basis. So I hear about this stuff and I'm like, yeah, you would drop dead if you had to be in the area I lived in growing up. If you dealt with some of the stuff I dealt with in the industry, if you saw some of this stuff, like, yeah, your little fragile ego, you would just crumble like a little piece of paper. You would fall. And it's like, you don't need to be in certain environments. I have even warned people if they want to get involved in this industry. I'm like, if you're the type of person who equates good morning, a stranger saying good morning to you with sexual harassment, you have no business working in the entertainment industry. And actually, I think you have no business working in a law firm or pretty much in a lot of places if you would equate that with sexual harassment. Because I'm like, yeah, you need to basically get some therapy. You need something. You need therapy badly, I think. Because you've got problems major problems more problems than I have and I have a natural redhead and people consider you crazy if you're a natural redhead I went through a lot of personal stuff myself and it's like yeah I went through some things myself and it's like if I'm saying yeah you need to go see a therapist you probably are in more need of it than a lot of people are that's sort of a fact but personally, I'd like to see more women do self-defense classes. I kind of feel like, okay, I need to teach some assertiveness training course. I need to teach some people some stuff and be like, look, if you're going to go live in a major city, if you're going to go out and do certain things, you need to learn some basic common sense. And I lived in this super conservative kind of sheltered environment in a lot of ways. And even I knew, yes, don't let some guy do something that you're not comfortable with. If he gets fresh, you know, you can smack him. You can hit him. You can do this stuff. It's fine. I had family who totally backed me up on that. Of, yeah, you need to find a police station nearby. Or if somebody's following you, you go in a store. You call the cops. You don't just kind of put up with that stuff. You have to handle it. And you have to know how to take care of yourself. Because trust me, if you don't do it, nobody else will. But I feel like there's a lot wrong with the whole Me Too thing. That the concept originally was good. But I think minimizing women 
and basically turning them into fragile little girls does nobody any favors it's just really bad and you got to look at that and you got to ask yourself do you really want to go regress in that time